Hi folks, Andres here. We want to help you learn all about Barcelona. That's why you can listen to this episode in the Circa app for iPhone and get all the show notes, pictures, maps, and links you need to find everything we tell you about in this Barcelona guide. Best of all, in the Circa app, you can message a Circa concierge. You can get any question answered by real people here in Barcelona. Where does CFC Barca play? How to use a metro? Where to eat a delicious seafood paella on the beach right now? We're giving you a friend to ask anywhere in the world. And who knows, you might even get to talk to me. For limited time, the Circa Travel app is completely free. Get it in the App Store right now or at circatravel.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Circa. In this Start Here episode, we will be listing a lot of places, people, and incredible things in Barcelona, Spain. We're going to tell you a lot, but don't worry. There will be maps, notes, and info on the places mentioned in these guides in the Circa app. So just sit back, put your headphones on, and enjoy the ride. Let's go to Barcelona. Welcome to Circa. Love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it. It's summer in Barcelona. It's 75 degrees, and it's just past 10 p.m. The streets of the Barceloneta are alive. A closed, set neighborhood on the Mediterranean with some buildings that date as far back as the late 1700s. The terraces are open, you can smell the sea, maybe you can even hear it. This crisscrossing barrio, a one-time fishing village, points out from the old city and is the bustling center of the Barcelona metro coastline. In a city filled with visitors, tourists, travelers, and wanderers, this is the hub. And sadly, it's becoming all too common to see the whole of Barcelona in this way, a tourist city. And we'll get to that. But the fact is that this barrio and this city remain a surprising cultural, culinary, and historical goldmine better enjoyed if you know how to look past all those crowds. That's the Barcelona we're going to show you in this series. Sure, there are the top tens, the must-dos, the absolutely avoids, but this series aims to show you the Barcelona that is all too easy to miss. A little local twist of lemon in a goldfish bowl-sized gin and tonic. But first, let's get you acclimated. In a very Catalan way. It's humid. 
You have sand between your toes. You're a little tipsy, maybe a little sunburned. There are countless accents and languages all around you, but today you're with the locals. Dark red and orange clouds hang in the sky, and bats flutter around the streetlights. The hills to the west of the city and the salty air have trapped the heat until the morning. And you're full of great food, and you're tired, and you're happy, and your skin smells like the Mediterranean. And just as you're ready to turn in for the night, someone suggests a cocktail and a dance, and maybe a little something more. And you, beyond all reason, agree. Welcome to Barcelona, where this happens all the time. I'm Neil Linus, and I'm Andres Bartos. We write, produce, and host a podcast called Passport. We love to travel. The whole show's about travel, but we live here. In this small but wondrous city, so come with us, and we'll show you around this pearl of the Mediterranean. Geography, climate, and getting around. Barcelona sits on the Mediterranean, about 100 miles from the French border. In the northeast of Spain, it's hemmed in by the mountains and the sea. Barcelona is a city of balance through contrast, so much so that the Catalans have their own special oxymoron for it—one you won't find in the guidebooks. They call it "seng y rausha," a very Mediterranean version of yin and yang, a mentality, a personality which swings between logical good judgment. And wild, carefree impulse. Can a city be crazy and sane at the same time? If any place can be, it's this place. Flying over Catalonia's mountains, you can look at Barcelona from the air, and you'll see that the city itself is a little sen irausha. This is a place with its own language and its own history. It's Spain, kind of. The center of the city is an ancient Gothic maze filled with ankle-twisting cobblestones and secret alleyways, imposing churches and obtuse angles. At its edge, the Eixample, which literally means the extension, is a perfectly measured, sprawling grid of city blocks which stretch like a checkerboard from the old town out to Villa de Gracia on one side, and to Montjuic, the mountain, to the south. Order. And chaos, instantly visible. The old town, also called the Gothic Quarter, has landmarks that date to the Roman and medieval periods. It'll offer you secrets of history, a weighty past, countless stories, and past lives. But the Eixample might just surprise you. It's where the locals really live. Within this grid of pharmacies, banks, and bars, you will find some of the real and absolute hidden gems. In some of these gems, you may even be the only tourist there. To note, in 2020, Time Out voted Lesquerra de Lechample as the coolest neighborhood in the world. To carry on this idea of contrast, 
Splitting your time between the old and the new is something key when visiting Barcelona. Keep that in mind. Ancient and modern press against each other here like in no other city. It's remarkably compact, too. You can walk across the old city if you know where you're going in about 20 minutes. But the larger Champlain district, on the other hand, is built for pedestrians, and you can cross it on any single street from the north to the south in around an hour at a ramble. The locals call it the left and the right, by the way. So up is down and left is right. Chaos and order. Don't worry, this will all make sense in the end. But until it does, and for everything else, Barcelona is incredibly well-connected. With wide cycling lanes along the main thoroughfares, 10,000 black and yellow cabs, wide pavements, a spotless eight-line air-conditioned metro, endless bus services, and hundreds of bike rental stores. On top of that, you can stroll the city coastal path from Parque del Forum in the north all the way to the luxury five-star W Hotel, which juts out from the southernmost beach of San Sebastián. You can see the whole changing coastline of the city. It's excellent people watching here. It'll take you about an hour on foot and 15 minutes by bike. And with the right clothes, the right disposition, or the right company, you can take this walk almost any time of the year. So yeah, we're going to throw a lot of names and places at you, but don't worry about taking notes. Just check the show notes in your app, and there you'll find lists and maps and itineraries, everything. All the resources you need. For now, just listen and enjoy Barcelona. It only rains about 40 days per year in Barcelona, and most of it falls at night. July, August, and September are the hottest months, sometimes getting close to 100 degrees. And December, January, and February are the coldest, with lows of around 30. Weather reports aside, it's worth noting, though, with 70% humidity on average the whole year round, the chill feels much chillier and the sun much sunnier. But honestly, this is a place for all seasons. In summer, the beaches and city parks allow for seemingly infinite, umbrellaed and unbridled day drinking and picnics. While in the winter, the cafe culture affords time for endless, cozy conversation in the city. While on the outskirts, hikes in Coisarola end at Old Family Messias with incredible barbecue and hearty, heavy Catalan food, which is not what you would expect in the world of tiny tapas and fine Spanish dining. In fact, there's a lot about Barcelona and Catalonia that is unexpectedly un-Spanish, because this is not really Spain. Tapas, bullfighting, flamenco, paella... Not quite. What happened here? A brief history of Barcelona. Catalunya has a huge and deeply rooted cultural pride. Technically, it's about 12,000 square miles in the northeast corner of Spain bordering France and is classified as an autonomous community. Barcelona is the capital of Catalunya, but the cosmopolitan nature of the city chills even the most fiercely independent Catalans. 
Outside Barcelona, the houses in the towns or pobles in the beautiful mountainous countryside of the north of the region are dominated by the Catalan flag, the señera, five yellow stripes and four red ones. And if they're serious, a triangle with a star up top. In Catalonia, in the countryside, there, you'd be hard-pressed to find the Spanish flag at all. The distinction between the cultures is an important thing to remember when visiting and enjoying the real Barcelona, especially when you're hanging out with real locals. To note, we'll be talking about this in a full episode in this Barcelona guide, but for now, here's a little summary. This autonomous region of Spain has had a turbulent history with its own identity and its own country. There's a real epic history for Barcino, as the Romans called it. A history filled with 2,000 years of tension, takeovers, annexes, and war. Iberians, Greeks, Romans, Muslims, then later the French, through Napoleon and the Spanish crown, passing through dictator Francisco Franco, who brought a brutal, suppressive civil war. All of this shaped the course of Catalan history and personality, distinct from the rest of Spain. Franco, a nationalist general, was the country's dictator for 40 years, until his death in 1975. Under Franco, the Galician, Basque, and Catalan languages and cultural heritages were banned in favor of united Spain. Culture policing of the highest order. On top of that, there was no freedom of press, no democratic freedoms, and all leftist organizations were persecuted or eliminated entirely. Catalonia wouldn't vote democratically in its own parliament until 1978. From there, the region's autonomy grew and grew, and in 2006, a statute granted more power to it. It boosted Catalonia's financial clout and even used the word nation to refer to it. But the Spanish court reversed much of this in 2010, much to Catalan chagrin. And now, the push for an independent Catalonia is stronger than ever before. At first, it's huge port and easy access industry, and now, because of art and tourism, it has become one of the richest and most profitable regions in the country. The general feeling here on the streets is that Spain takes more than it gives back. An oversimplification, perhaps, but one worth keeping in mind if you're chatting with the locals, especially ones of a certain age. October the 1st, 2017. Catalonia voted in an independence referendum, deemed illegal by Spain, in which 90% of people supported separating from the nation. The voters were met with violence from Spanish police. And for a certain generation, the one that lived through the Spanish Civil War, comparisons of what happened that day felt like a dark history repeating. The voter turnout was only 43%. The separatist majority declared independence on October 27th, 2017, for seven seconds. In a brash retaliation, Madrid dissolved parliament, sacked its leaders, and called a snap election for December 21st. Carles Puigdemont, affectionately known as Pokemon, the president of Catalonia, 
fled the country, and the other separatist leaders who remained were arrested and charged with treason. Nine were sentenced, including Vice President Uriol Junqueras, for sedition and misuse of public funds. The time since then remains a bitter and complicated reality for many independentistas. Serious stuff for the region. But what about for us, the visitors? Think of it this way. In a place as politically charged as Barcelona is, context is everything. And in visiting some of the most incredible sites here, just a little bit of political knowledge can open your eyes to nuances that you might never have caught and to conversations that you might never have had. The tension around the independence movement actually has a lot to do with tourism. Not you guys. You guys are fine. But it's important to remember that part of the reason that Catalonia is so wealthy and part of the reason Spain won't let it go so easily it's because of tourism. Big tourism. The money made from the landmark architecture of the city, the Sagrada Familia, Parkwell, Casabayo, is a huge, undeniable booster for the city. Also Camp Nou, the home ground of Barcelona Football Club. Here, you just call them Barça. These iconic places alone draw more than 50% of all of the people who visit Barcelona. And those places are unmissable. So let's show you how to do them right. The big experiences you shouldn't miss. Little, fierce, indie-leaning Barcelona with a modest population of just 1.6 million people is actually the 17th most visited city on Earth. 12 million people come to the city every year. So it goes without saying that the rule of thumb with the big venues, the big sites in general, is do them early on your trip, early in the morning, and book ahead. It's also worth noting before we continue. Barcelona is not a dangerous place at all, but pickpockets and thieves are world-class here. We can both speak from experience. If you're at one of these places we're about to list, the chances are there are a number of them there with you in line. So be vigilant, keep your belongings close, and keep your wits about you. The Sagrada Familia. Gaudí, one of the greatest architects of all time, spent his whole life here. His contribution to the city and its look, its influence live on today. His monumental church, which is still under construction, is the most hit spot in the city for visitors. Do it after a quick hotel croissant, book online, and bask in the sheer, gigantic, overpowering lunacy of the place. If you think the outside is mad, wait until you see inside. 9,000 people visited each day for a reason. It's a total over-the-top marvel. Get the audio guide, it's totally worth it. The detail and the stories inside this building are deep and many. Gaudí's Parkway, as crowded as it is, is one of the best vantage points to see the entire city. 
Locals can enter for free, but visitors will have to pay 10 euros to see what Barcelona's most famous architect dreamed up for one of the richest families in the world back in 1900. Book online, book ahead, and as always, earlier is better. Then after that, you can wander through the one-time village of Gracia, back to the city center. It's one of Barcelona's coolest and most charming neighborhoods. Filled with locals and visitors alike, there's great food, a bunch of cozy plazas and squares, and a bohemian vibe unique to the city. The Gothic Quarter in the Old City is an incredible place to spend a lazy, wandering day. Squeezed between the city's most famous boulevard, Las Ramblas, and Vieliatana, Albari Gothic is the city at its oldest and maziest. Restaurants, cafes, clubs, and bars are crammed between jewelers and designers along medieval streets. For the big hits, you should see the Barcelona Cathedral in the north and Picasso Museum in the center. But the real plan here is to have no plan and no map and walk up an appetite. The range of great food you can find here goes from hearty Catalan plates at Pla to Japanese tapas at Brugarol and everything in between. Get lost, get some food, and get happy. People here say that the only time locals are on Las Ramblas is when they're crossing it. But that's not to say this two-kilometer walking street isn't worth a closer look. Once again, early in the morning is when this place is at its best. Beat the crowds and the selfie sticks and take in La Rambla. Before, of course, hitting La Boqueria, Barcelona's most famous market, bright and early alongside chefs and grannies. Everyone will tell you this, but it is an elemental truth. Go for the eggs and squid at El Quim under the market roof and have a dastardly 8 a.m. cava to wash it down. Don't worry, there's no shame here. You won't be alone. This is one of the culinary capitals of the world, and the marketplaces here are incredible spots for people watching and recipe gathering. There are 55 Michelin star restaurants in the region, and 22 of those are in Barcelona. So if there's one thing to do right in the city, to avoid all the traps, to avoid the letdowns, to enjoy, it's food. Culture shaped by food. Barcelona alone holds 10,000 places to eat. It can be overwhelming, to say the least. And that's even before you get into what Catalan food actually is. So for a minute, forget what you think you know. It's not paella, it's not tapas, it's not sangria or patatas bravas. But you can get all of those things and they will blow your mind. Some people in Barcelona claim bravas, fried potatoes with a creamy, spicy paprika-based sauce, as a Barcelona signature. But technically, they're not native. Add to that the fact that here, the amount of immigration, the fusion cooking which aligned perfectly with the national phenomenon of the tapa, those are the little plates of shareable food, 
has created some truly wonderful food and more than a little controversy. Indian tapas, Thai tapas, Japanese tapas, Vietnamese tapas, sliders, miniature versions of every conceivable dish arranged just for the little plate. Barcelona is a city which will Instagram geotag food porn the hell out of itself. Eight years ago, it was a burger obsession. Then avocado brunches, then pulled pork, then vegan places, then natural wines, craft beer, boutique distilleries. Right now, we're in the grip of the great fried chicken wars. There are worse things to complain about, but the bottom line is, you can get any kind of food here done right. But what about properly Catalan cuisine? With Iberian, Greek, Roman, and Arab roots, Catalan cooking spread across Europe in the 14th century. There is so much literature penned in that region about cooking in that time, and in all honesty, little has changed. Catalan tradition and preservation is deep, and nowhere more so than in its food. In this dedication to the old ways, but with a creative drive to push world gastronomy, chefs like Ferran Adria and Juan Roca have put Catalan food back at the top of the world. Pam Tumacat is the foil and the hero, a symbol of simplicity, a staple. Beautiful, thick, toasted bread rubbed with raw garlic, tomato, and olive oil, and a touch of salt. It comes with every meal. Sofregit, Catalan tomato sauce, which is a base for many dishes. It's slow cooked to a jam-like consistency. Romescu sauce with bell peppers, tomato, garlic, bread, wine, hazelnuts, and almonds is a national treasure and is used with gleeful abandon throughout winter calzotadas. These are huge weekend barbecues where long, flame-burned onions called calzots are stripped by diners at paper-covered tables and dipped into romescu. Hundreds of them. It will be the messiest meal you'll ever eat. But that's just the starter. Then comes the meat. Usually, pork and lamb chops, Catalan sausages and lashings of aioli, a potent garlic mayonnaise, followed by deep, deep shame and the greatest siesta of your life. From around November to April, it's worth a trip out to the woods around Barcelona to partake in a calzotada. Can Travinau, El Jadi La Pat, or Fonles Plans are our picks for a meal you won't forget. The latter will even let you rent a grill so that you can cook, or should we say burn, your own onions. Leave room for Crema Catalana too. It's a more heavy version of creme brulee. For photos of all these delicious things, check out the episode notes or the app. Seven days a week, all year round, Catalans love to peak their hunger with a vermouth somewhere around midday or well before. This is not your grandma's vermouth. This is a whole different thing, and Barcelona is the only place in the world you can experience it with this much style. Here, Vermouth is a noun and a verb. To vermouth is to have a couple of glasses of this sweet and bitter fortified wine over ice with an olive and a slice of orange. 
accompanied by chips, anchovies, a Russian salad, and maybe some cockles, it's a real way of life here. Head to any tiny old ass looking bodega in the Poblesek neighborhood, historically the home of Catalan vermouth in the city. Or if you head to La Confiteria, for our money, the most charming bar in the city, you can try the oldest original vermouth recipe. It dates back to 1786. And of course, though it's not a traditional Catalan dish, a paella along the beach overlooking the sea is a cliched, overdone, over-discussed, and obvious, but absolutely necessary thing to do. And lucky for you, there are hundreds of places to get decent rice dishes. There's only a few rules. If there's a waiter outside asking you to come in, do not go in. If the place has pictures of paella on the menu board outside, do not go in. Pictures of food, in general, are a no-no. Instead, head to Chativa in Gracia or Sanz, or Pethveya at the base of the luxury W Hotel. If you choose the latter, then after you can head up to the bar on the top floor of the hotel for a whiskey and an incredible view of the city. Oh, and there's also incredible seafood starters at all of these places. Ganamari, squid, grilled octopus served over buttered potatoes with paprika, fish stews, incredible surf and turf dishes here called Mari Montaña. There's garlic snails, perfectly cooked rotisserie chicken, huge natural fruits and vegetables, plus some of the greatest wines, red or white, in the world. <sighs> To talk about food quickly here is basically a crime. So be sure to listen to our entire episode on the food culture in this Barcelona guide, where we'll have the best spots and all the tasty secrets of the city. Hi, everyone. Circa's recruiting new concierges. A Circa concierge is a friend to ask anywhere in the world. Real people, on the ground, never bots. If you want to be a concierge for your city, go to circatravel.com to sign up. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Local culture through Barcelona's amazing neighborhood fiestas. So by now, you're getting the picture. Barcelona is a city to be savored in all ways. Lazy Saturdays on the beach are a staple and they're often necessary. Lunch is late, around two, sometimes three. Dinner is often at 10 p.m. The night clubbing might start at two, bedtime is dawn, and a late morning swim in the sea and back to bed for a snooze is a surefire hangover cure. Expect to do things much later, make time to nap, and go with the flow. This isn't a city that rushes. 
and the parts of it that do usually aren't worth your time. San Antonio, one of the most up-and-coming neighborhoods, is a good option for a day of chill. There are far fewer tourists here and a lot of expats. People watching on Calle Parliament is chilled, voyeuristic perfection. Grab a craft beer brewed right in the bar by our friend Alex at the award-winning Barna Brew. Or visit the beautifully newly reopened San Antonio Market, where locals have been shopping for more than 100 years. These little neighborhoods, the small barrio culture and sense of community in the Eixample area, it's something that many people coming to the city always miss. In fact, each neighborhood in the city has its own festivals and fiestas. In the warmer months, they seem to be almost a weekly occurrence. Stages of bands in two-euro beers and plastic cups, second-hand clothes, and food truck markets pop up all over. Dancing batucadas or marching percussion bands light up the crowds. Here, any excuse is good for a party. The most famous is perhaps the Festa Major de Gracia, right in the middle of August. It's a week-long party in which every street in the Gracia neighborhood is turned into a little themed wonderland. Everything from superheroes to pirates, from aliens to horror films, from flowers to umbrellas, each street competes to win a prize for its insane homemade decorations. And it's completely free to attend. Less than 30 euros should see that you have a pretty good night out with some excellent street food at one of the best street parties in Europe. It's definitely worth checking online before you visit to see if there are any neighborhood fiestas happening for a chance to meet some real local characters. In fact, we'll put a calendar in the notes for you. the great adventurous outdoors of Catalonia. Apart from partying, Barcelona is filled with day-tripping adventures. Running, climbing, cycling and hiking are huge pastimes here, plus water sports on the Mediterranean. Fitness is a massive part of the city. It has to be to counter the calories. Remember Seng y Rausha. Logical, but wild. All that hedonism has to go somewhere. Five and ten kilometer runs happen throughout the year. Free gyms dot the beaches and packs of cyclists weave through the paths in the countryside surroundings, including on the wonderful Carretera de los Aigües, high above the city. This is a great scenic walk with incredible views and is easily reached by public transport and it stretches nine kilometers through Coiserola Park. It's populated by dog walkers, runners, local families, and is a welcome respite from tourists. You may even catch a glimpse of the city's wild boars. Keep your distance, of course. If mama's with her young, she can get pretty angry. 
Further afoot for adventures to the north, you have the UNESCO-listed Costa Brava, a rocky, crystal-clear coastline which starts north of Barcelona and Blanes and stretches all the way to the French border. Perfect water, tiny, charming towns, and beautiful food are the order of the day, or days. Rent a car with the family for a few days and discover it. Sailing, kayaking, snorkeling, hot air ballooning, almost any outdoor pastime you can imagine. And it's dotted with secluded rocky spots for climbing, paths linking hidden beaches and nudist coves where you can literally let it all hang out. We can highly recommend the coastal towns of Calella de Palafrugell, Roses, La Scala, the beautiful, sightly inland city of Girona, not to mention the tiny, quaint, and ridiculously picturesque Cadaqués, the home of surrealist master Salvador Dalí. This coast is filled with all kinds of accommodation options, camping, apartments, hotels, and hostels, but you can't go past a country house. The Casa Rural, as it's called here, these are grand old farmhouses to book in advance for a long weekend or long fortnight option that will give you a taste of the real countryside here. This is especially true and worth looking into if you're traveling with a group of friends or with families. Because Catalunya, Catalunya loves family. With regards to those traveling with families and kids in Catalonia. The close nature of the Mediterranean family is famously intense. Grandparents are revered and they're often primary babysitters. And though the city might not look like a child-friendly place on the surface, it really truly is. Terraces are filled with families. Children seemingly play into all hours of the night, and you'll never get a weird look from a waiter or an angry table when eating with children in a restaurant in this city. Granted, Barcelona isn't the greenest place in the world, but there are hundreds of kids' parks everywhere. In the Eixample, there are playgrounds hidden within gardens inside the city blocks and on short ramblas in perfect half-ass parenting proximity to a cafe or bar terrace. Montjuic, Barcelona's mountain to the south of the city is filled with beautiful parks and slides, lakes, playgrounds, and picnic spots. Head all the way to the top. It looks high, but if you really wanted to, you could hike it in about 30 minutes or take the cable car for a truly excellent view of the city. At the summit is the castle of Montjuic, from where the government once bombed its own people. Remember that complicated Catalan history? We'll check it out for a dark lesson. Along the way up the mountain and around it, there are also bike paths, stables, hidden cafes and bars, and climbing and archery classes. To the east, there is the wonderful Cosmo Caixa Science Museum. It's incredible with kids or without, and in the nearby Horta you can visit the Labyrinth Park and get lost in a hedge maze. The excellent Can Travino is nearby too. It's a restaurant in the city which feels like you're in the middle of the countryside. Not a lot of tourists make it up there, 
It's a perfect place with excellent staff service and one of our favorites to eat with a family or a big group of friends. Eminem ate there once. Enough said. His photo is on the wall inside the farmhouse. In the city, you have Barcelona Zoo, the Povel Aquarium, the Born Chocolate Museum, the weird and only slightly creepy Tipidabo Amusement Park, numerous cable cars, the Natural History Museum, and a multitude of kid-friendly guided tours, if you're that way inclined. Basically, Barcelona loves kids. So much so, we'll have a full episode just for you and your family coming up in this Barcelona Guide. The Luxurious High Life of Barcelona. If you're one of the <clears throat> lucky ones not traveling with children, then you're probably here for the cool, blue, breezy, carefree, and opulent Mediterranean life. A life where anything can happen and probably will. Barcelona has a well-known, characteristic, down-and-dirty surface. But you don't have to look too far to find the luxury. In Barcelona, there are plenty of ways to go over the top to pamper yourself to heaven and back, and to spend a ludicrous amount of hard-earned cash in this pearl of the med. So let's splash out a bit. Being near the sea isn't quite as good as being on it. At BCBCN, for around 5,000 euros per day, you can rent a 100-foot luxury yacht for up to 12 days with seven of your friends. You'll have your own crew and captain. If you want to go island hopping, coast sailing, or just drop anchor and bliss out, it's totally up to you. Oh, and the menu. You'll have your own chef. Back in the city, it almost goes without saying that you could spend your life savings on food here. There are 31 Michelin stars in Barcelona, shared between 22 restaurants. Lassart has three of them. A degustation menu there can get up to around 200 euros per person. This beautiful work of edible art is located in a hotel monument on Passage de Gracia, in an imposing mansion of neo-Gothic inspiration. The Enrique Badillo House it was built in 1895. It's a knockout. The sleek yet cozy penthouse will set you back about 3,000 euros per night. But even with all this sunscreen, glitz and glamour, doing Barcelona in the lap of luxury doesn't really have to break the bank. This is a city where you can find 25 euro gin and tonics or five euro ones, made exactly the same way, just depends where you are. Namely, as a European city that doesn't really give a hoot about class wars, Barcelona has remained comparatively cheap if you know where to look. You can live here in the glamour, but you can do it smart. To put that in perspective, in the same hotel, the Monument, a deluxe double room, is around 275 euros a night. Yep, the option to slum it in luxury lives 
in Barcelona. Gatsby and Calle Tusset lives by the Fitzgerald quote that a little party never killed nobody. Cocktail lounge and cabaret the night away on Moe or Grey Goose. In a pressed white collared shirt or your favorite little black number. Main courses range between 30 and 100 euros here, and there are also dinner shows and the option for private events. If you fancy a nice bottle of classy red, try the 2,500 euro bottle of Pingus 2013 from the Ribera del Duero. Ouch, but yum. Or you can whip out your credit card and drop about a grand on a VIP table at a dozen different nightclubs in Barcelona. The Sutton Club, Opium, or Bling Bling, the choices are endless. But for a true Barcelona high with the beautiful people, head to the wet deck party around the pool at the W Hotel every Sunday. So in true dichotomous Barcelona style, even the fanciest places offer you the chance to dive in or to cautiously dip a toe. Things to remember when you go to Barcelona. From the messy, charming Gothic center to the perfectly gridded barrios of the Eixample, Barcelona remains complex, forever changing, and fascinating. This is a town where one of the most expensive restaurants in the city is literally next door to one of Barcelona's oldest bookstores in its shadiest barrio. Dos Paios, near La Central, in the red light district of the Raval. It's a city filled with juxtaposition in every aspect, from the buildings, to the food, to the people. That seny y rausha. Barcelona is also a place that has promoted itself like no other. The groundbreaking and iconic 1992 Olympic Games was arguably the modern moment that changed Barcelona's future forever. The beaches you'll be lying on in the city didn't exist before 1992. Think about that. This town, in its current patchwork form, as you see it now, began at that moment. In showing the world one of the best seaside towns on earth, in the most successful games of all time, it boosted the city's global profile almost overnight. Paris, London, Rome, Barcelona. Suddenly, the future of the city turned around. The place has obviously changed, expanded, and risen through the ranks since then. And in the last 30 years, the tourism overdrive, which now buoys all the eclectic businesses, both big and small, has been staggering, as has immigration and the fusions of culture, art, music, film, and food, all tempered somewhat necessarily by the Catalan ideal of tradition preservation, and innovation. It's these roots that keep the city of Barcelona just the right amount of grounded in the past. But these roots also allow growth in creating a new, impossible, and exciting future. A contrast. Wild and reasonable, both at the same time. 
Now that we've enticed you into this insane and beautiful city, remember to check out the other Barcelona episodes in this guide for deeper dives into the city's adventurous side, its art scene, the history of the Catalan people, and much, much more. Whether you're heading to Barcelona right now, sometime in the near future, or just like to learn all about a place we truly love, you'll get instant access to the full guide plus new episodes on a regular basis when you subscribe to Circa. Maybe you'll want to check out the guides for London, LA, Rome, Paris, Mexico City, and many, many more, and many more to come. For access to everything that comes along with a Circa subscription, be sure to download the Circa app. Circa, love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.